lot to talk about. This has been possibly some of the most eventful uh, political times and uh, international times of my entire life. Um, at least, you know, as an observer. <laughs> but uh, we want to remind you real quick, those of you listening to the free first hour, that you're not going to get news and opinion and takes like this anywhere else. You're not going to get the kind of commentary you get here at Strike and Mike and here at TRS generally. Anywhere else. So please go ahead to the paywall page and subscribe the right stuff up is slash paywall you can use bitcoin you can send a money order or you can there's instructions on how to use the odyssey channel to subscribe this is the only place where our editorial line can't be bought so yeah. and where it's, even yeah. yeah it's it's you know it's totally uncensored pro-white yes. Uh, anti-Zionist points of view that you're going to hear. You're not going to hear them anywhere else. So that can't being hear said, anywhere else. No one else. Anywhere, because anywhere in the English. Not even. World. You go to the edgy Twitter, and it's all a bunch of people who are either censoring themselves or are being bought off in order right. to promote a certain line. Uh, and uh, only we have the real stuff. We're not bought. We can't be bought. We're subscriber only supported, and that's how you know it's always for real. So the only the only guy I see getting around it is Richard Hanania, who, through his philo-Semitism, is actually pro- uh, spreading anti-Semitism. I wonder if he might be doing that on purpose, like he's just being so obnoxious that he wants people just to hate. He's just this is the only way of it's the only way of striking back. That's how you keep your foundation money and tell the truth. But they have to understand that, like, I mean, look, I don't know. All I know is that I'm not in on whatever joke he's playing, so I look at his shit and I want to punch him in the face. <laughs> uh, but I know I might be getting trolled, so then I just stop looking at it because it's really not that edifying anyway. But um, <laughs> Well, his view is compare – one thing he said that's quite insightful is compare – Jewish billionaires with these Texas Christian oil men. Right. He said, if you have a conversation with the Texas oil men, they're more activated by college football and maybe abortion and getting lower taxes for themselves. Yeah. When you talk to a Jewish billionaire, they're activated by geopolitics. They're activated by genocide. Racial politics. Yeah. Well, yes. obvi- I mean, we I don't need Richard Hanania for that. We've been saying that That's for true. years. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, but he says it's a good thing. <laughs> I mean, well, he's basically saying you get what you want. Like, you get what you pay yeah. for. And I get yeah. that. You know? um, and he's also that's saying true. You know, the people that care the most wins. And that's true, too. That's true. That's true, too. At least... For now, I mean, we care a lot, but um, we had to build a well, government before. We the thing it. is, that doesn't always go the way that Jews want, yeah. um, because the Palestinians seem to care more about that land than the Jews there do. Right. Um, you know, I was just doing some reading about you know the October seventh offensive. Um, there's quite a few things to point out that. You really got to give it to the Palestinians. Like, first of all, well, let's let's hold off on that because I think people are really eager to hear us to talk about what actually happened today. First. Okay, yeah, because yeah. this is huge news. Um, and yeah, we will talk about that. I talked some about yeah. that yesterday and tedious. Some of what's yeah, I have out. some re- I have some research. Yeah, I've some done. of what's come out about how the operation went and how it yeah. worked. But before that, we got to talk about 
what happened in Gaza today. So the oh, yeah. Jews bombed, uh, I don't know, was it a hospital? I don't know what it's called. Um, I have right. to look at uh, It's a hospital in the middle of Gaza City. And it's a Christian hospital. Yes, yeah, so I saw people calling it Baptist Hospital, Christian Hospital. Apparently, the Anglican Church right. uh, owns or has given substantial amount of funds to the property. Um, and it was hit with what can only be, and is I believe now admitted to be, according to some media outlets. This just happened as we started getting on uh, a, a U.S. made JDAM munition, two thousand pound bomb. If I'm not mistaken, um, because I thought that at first when I saw the video, which I'm trying to get up now, uh, give me one second. The video of the strike, it was a guy, random yeah. Arab guy on his porch or something with his phone out and he, he sees it and he, he turns and it's there and the New York Times has verified this. Yeah, the New York Times says that they verified that that video is correct, that that video is real. So once they've d- done that, then at that point there is no, um, there is no denying that that is actually an Israeli strike, because uh, the Palestinians simply do not have, simply do not have those kinds of munitions, right? No. Like they don't. So here is, here is the video right here. This is on the New York Times page. They have verified it. Um, it's you're gonna hear. So this this you see this, these fence right here for a second, and then you're gonna hear the missile, and you're gonna see the explosion. Yeah, that's not a homemade. That's not bomb. a Hamas bomb. <laughs> okay. And he's, saying, oh, he's just saying, "Oh my god, oh my god." So that Sorry, is that was not, me. Yeah, yeah. Those that don't have video. Yeah, that uh. Well, that's the same as somebody in English being like, oh, my God, oh, my yeah. God, what did I just see? Yeah, oh I mean, God. we're trained yeah. by by um, Matt Stone and, um, you know, all these uh, comedians, the, the, the faggot with the puppets, to assume that that means something nefarious. But it's, they're just saying, oh, my God. Yeah, him just saying a lot, a lot. In their that's own just, language. Yeah, that's just yes. him saying, oh, my God, holy yes. crap. So, um, basically... Uh, that is definitely a JDAM. And there were some people posting videos of yeah. like tests of these bombs. And that's a, generally speaking, it's, that's a U.S. guided munition. And they attach them to dumb bombs and then they, they can actually target them specifically. That was a targeted attack on the hospital. There's no way to deny it. And at this point, once, once I saw that that video, because I was maybe, I was thinking, okay, that's definitely the video, but is anybody going to acknowledge it? And then the New York Times had it verified on their site. Right. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And now I think you said the Wall Street Journal had also come out and now verified the, the, the type of music. There's tons of verification coming out. I mean, some, so they some can't, Israeli, the Jews can't deny it. The Israeli spokesman, of course, was bragging and boasting about it until he got yes. the memo. Yes, but it doesn't matter because you can't say this was a Hamas or even a Palestinian <coughs> jihad rocket anymore. That video proves otherwise. That's not a Palestinian rocket. That's not a – even one of their larger ones. It's not. Their larger ones can maybe poke a hole in a building or create yeah. a crater in a concrete sidewalk. They can't level an entire multi-story building like that. No. That was a JDAM. They killed everyone. Yeah. there's hundreds, They don't know how many people are, gonna, are dead. There was also – apparently the courtyard of the hospital had been set up as a tent city for people whose homes had already been destroyed. So they were all immediately destroyed. 
Uh, we don't know. They even said they might not be able to get a definite count because of how many people were just blown to bits. So it's gruesome. I don't like looking at the footage. The footage is all over. I, I saw a statistic that no hot like this. This completely blows away every single attack on a hospital in the last 50 years. So in the world. Yeah. So in other words, yeah, there's nothing. Uh, nothing's like this there's has no ever been done there's no precedent of. Yes, actually, a, a professional standing military, yeah, a state military, actively targeting yeah. a hospital, and I don't it doesn't I, exist. Now, it I don't never know. happens. This is purely the, have, the, the ingenuity have, of the Israeli government. Yeah, the Jews have tried to <clears throat> deny it. When it first came out, I, I looked at the New York Times because I wanted to see, you know, because of course I'm a libtard that reads the New York Times. I wanted to see what they were saying about it when when we first heard about this. When you first said, said something like three hours ago in the chat and i was like holy crap i was out just getting groceries and i was like oh my god and uh then uh it, it started coming out the new york times actually started repeating what the palestinians were saying and then they then they changed it to be like well the israelis are denying it so they're doing a tit for tat and then they confirmed the video of the strike and it's like at that point nobody ask anybody who's a military expert what that was what 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 they saw in that video, and they're gonna be like, yeah, that's a guided munition. That's they'd be like, you was that a Hamas rocket? They laugh in your face. There's no doubt. So it's it's over. It's over. The Jews can't deny this. So what are they gonna do? I don't. There's know. like three stupid stories. There was a Pajit um, yeah. that was doing a Pentagon uh, press conference saying that mm-hmm. uh, Hamas yeah, some Pajit woman was bl- was shooting a rocket out of the hospital and it blew up inside. That's not Clearly, That's this not is happened. all – and, and then the Israelis are claiming that Palestinian Islamic Jihad did it as a false flag to frame the innocent Jews. Um, you know, they, they don't even have their – They didn't their have their cover story straight. Yeah, and, and they were – first they were like it was a Hamas rocket. Then they're like, oh, it was Palestinian Islamic Jihad rocket. And they're <clears> like, oh, it was one launched from there. And it blew up and it blew up all the other ones in there. And that's why there was some – it's like none of that's just <coughs> None of that's just true. And it actually collapsed with amazing. And you yeah. know what? You you know what? You know it collapsed because that Arab caught it on his phone. Yes, and it wasn't among that, other I'm among other you, reasons. But I'm telling uh, you, if it wasn't, if if there were cell phone cameras around during World War II, we would have there be a no dramatically Holocaust. different perception of who the good and bad guys were. Yeah, and there if would cell be phone no cameras the Holocaust existed. would not the Holocaust would not exist. Yeah, there would be no such thing as a Holocaust. So okay. So, um, cell phone cameras are Jewish kryptonite. <laughs> so this is th- there's no explanation for this. It doesn't help the Jewish side. It doesn't help the Israeli side. This is this, this. There's no. I mean, I was talking about people in chats earlier were trying to rationalize it, trying to think of what reason could be behind it, what scheme they were up to, and I started thinking like that myself. And I'm like, wait, no. The problem is. That we're applying, like, rational, civilized minds where it's like, okay, I can see maybe doing something terrible, but you should at least have an objective. No, no And they, they don't seem to have one. I mean, but even if you, even if you do, it's still, you shouldn't, this is a not morally outrageous means to achieve such an objective, but... If there's no objective, it's like it's even worse. Well, they, and, they, and there's just no – it seems like it's just purely for the glee of it. Like somebody thought this was funny. 
Like someone thought the, they, they, they the thought the objective the objective is the the actual this is actually official Israeli military Just doctrine. Killing them. It's called Dahia doctrine. And this was invented by a Jewish general called Gadi Eisenkot. Oh yes. And they they created this in two thousand and six during the Hezbollah Israel war in Lebanon. When Israel started losing the war, they started to actively target civilians in Beirut as punishment. Uh, the, the goal of it, really, there is no real military objective because, of course, when you target civilians, maybe in some cases you'll break them. But in, 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 in the Islamic world, it seems yeah, that when you kill work. civilians, you just create more rebels. So it's really just spite. It's just spite. You're losing the war. You're paralyzed in fear. The Iranians are actually paralyzing them. Uh, America is afraid to, to – because, of course, you better believe it. Those 2,000 Marines that, and special operators that are disembarking in Israel right now or, or they're going to be deployed there, they're there to lead the invasion of Gaza City. Okay. However, the Pentagon understands that they're going to lose all of them if they do that. Um, they're going to have tons of casualties if they go into Gaza City. For all the talk about how advanced Israeli warfare is, uh, urban warfare, how, how they have the most advanced training in the world, it's all a bunch of bullshit. They're going to get slaughtered if they go into Gaza City and have to fight Hamas. Because of the nature of urban warfare. And they the other thing, too, is that the Israeli generals, remember, they, they call them savages. They call the Hamas people savages. Um, however, what we saw was a combined, was essentially brigade-sized <clears throat> combined arms offensive, land, sea, and air with artillery uh, backing it, tons of artillery, three to 5,000 missiles, um, drone strikes. Okay, this is a, more of a professional army than it is a ragtag guerrilla group that's going to do a few suicide bombings. Yeah. So when you take all this into consideration, um, the, they're just afraid to go into Gaza. And this yeah. is how, and this is how they, they, they express their spite. This is how they express their impotent rage. And right. you know, I was thinking that um, you know, I believe it was uh, Sunday night. Was it Saturday? It was Saturday night, wasn't it? When or late, late Saturday, maybe early Sunday morning, like two a.m. or so, where the Iranian foreign minister basically said through the UN um, envoy, you know, if you if they do go in to Gaza, then um, there will Iran yeah. will uh, intervene or something like that. Didn't, Islamic world will intervene, right? And so that was then at the point at which they. They pause. They seemingly paused the Gaza operation. So they are in what the Germans call a Zugzwang position. That's when you are uh, you you. It's when you're in chess, and any move you have to make is bad, but you have to move. And so that is the position that the Jews find themselves. <coughs> They're in Zugzwang. What yeah. do you do? It's like if you don't go into Gaza, well, that's an L. If you go in. You're going to lose a lot of people. Your society is going to be torn apart. And um, don't, don't forget the hostages. People yeah. actually want them back. Yes, people, people, the, the, the families of the hostages are increasingly bugging the government to, to negotiate or get them back somehow. If they go in, the hostages are dead. They're going to die. 
Uh, and I mean, it, the Hamas has already said that Israel has killed 22 of them in the bombing. I, I believe them. Yeah. There's no reason to doubt that. Uh, cause they, why would Hamas kill them? If they were going to kill them, then they would kill them already, but they, they haven't. So they don't want them dead. They actually want more of them alive cause that's more of a hand. Uh, but yeah, so it's just, it's, and as far as, as far as people clutching their pearls, taking hostages, since this started, Israel's already kidnapped more than a hundred Palestinian children and put them in prisons. Oh yeah. They these, a, are, these are people uh, who are like female, protesting and such. Uh, uh, a very attract, a very attractive female brain surgeon, <laughs> yes. pal- Palestinian descent. And they, and they just took her, they're just in prison her. They're taking her hostage. There was a, I thought that woman was a celebrity. The one who looks almost like a blonde white she, woman. She, she's, she's, uh, she's, uh, some sort of, uh, neuro, neuro researcher. Oh, I think she's also some kind of like influence or something, but anyway, yeah. they put her in jail and she looks, I mean, huh, you know, for all the pictures they were putting up of those skanky, uh, skanky Jewish, uh, J- oh. Jewish princess girls at the rave. Like that right. woman was significantly, <laughs> and before anybody thinks I'm like I'm like drooling over some non-white woman, take a look at this what this lady actually looks like. But in any case, um, but yes, yeah, so uh, yeah, but th- the point is that you know there's no moral line that Hamas crossed that Israel doesn't cross all the time. Additionally, we had the interview on the electronic intifada that came out. I think yesterday, or, the, or yeah. I think yesterday, with the one of the Israeli women who was at that party who said she had been grabbed by a crew of Hamas soldiers and along with like about eight or ten other people, and they were hiding out in a house on a kibbutz. And the Hamas, she said the Hamas guys were not abusing them, and then when the Israelis came, they basically blew up the house with tank shells and machine gun fire, and that she and one Hamas guy were the only ones that survived. Right. So she basically said that then, she basically said the state killed her husband, and killed like the other hostages, or her partner, as it was said. So, at that point, it's like, and she and and that was um, on Israel. That was that interview was broadcast in Israel, and then it was buried. Um, and I don't even think it was because the Jews were being ruthless. Like, if you take hostages, we kill the hostage first, so we're not we're not hemmed, hemmed up by the fact that you have them. I think it was just like just incompetence. Right, they're just scared, and panicked. I think they just panicked and started yeah. shooting and didn't yeah. care who they hit. Because if you look at what IDF soldiers actually look like, they're skinny Zoomer nerds, and they do they do. You, I mean, I, you want to turn all these Christian boomers away from Israel? Just show them all the TikTok dances of Israeli troops, because they. Are, I was reading. I was reading about the. Them, I was reading about the reserve. So they have two different rules. So if you're in the professional Israeli army, yeah, there is them. a there's a strict code. On how you can dress, on what kind of socks you wear, even you have to be clean shaven the whole nine yards. But if you're a reservist and you just get, you know, the, the difference between a military aged Israeli civilian and uh, an Israeli military soldier is a text message. They get a text message on their phone saying "report to the base." That's the only difference. That's why it's right. kind no, of a gray area. When you the civilians, well, every one of every area. one of those every one of those settlers that got shot had an, has an assault rifle. And let me explain something else um, to you: the ones that choose to live where those people chose to live are actually harder than the ones that live in like people. Tel Aviv. Yeah, they have militias that protect their little towns. They're right. ready to be called up at any moment. 
Um, they are all trained in how to use weapons, and they're they're yeah. They were just more, caught off guard. They were caught off guard. But when you bring in like a teenager from like Tel Aviv, who's also a reservist, there's a difference. So in fact, the the so-called civilians they were killing were you know would have ultimately been more dangerous if if actually activated well, in the military, and they were also capable of defending. The thing is, and many of them were. I'm you can sure actually plenty the, the, of those settlers were shooting back. Some some of the uh, the reservists that you see though the point I was making yeah. have ironic mustaches or yeah. bu- Bugman glasses yeah. uh, the whole nine yards they they don't have uh, any kind of um, official dress code for reservists it's come as you are so uh, you see even like women with dreadlocks I don't know why Israelis love Jewish dreadlocks. broads are into that shit man they really love dreadlocks yeah. which is just disgusting. Like, yeah. It's just vile. If you know, go look up, go look up something on Wikipedia. Polish plat, P L A I T. That's what a dreadlock is. It's absolutely disgusting. It's gross. Um, but Jewish so, broads, like particularly ones that are into those kind of dance parties, they they yeah. you know they like to have that anyway. Well, um, but I want to I wanted to think for a second though. Um, what? Is going to happen. I don't have good predictions on what's going to happen as a result of this hospital strike. What do you predict? Um, well, one thing that I predict it's okay is if that, you get it wrong. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> um, one thing I predict is that in the immediate term, um, every single Muslim country, every single government is going to be dealing with an incredible moment of instability. They're going to they're going to have to deploy everything to protect U.S. and and Israeli embassies because America is like it or not. All you people out there that say, I don't care about either side. I'm neutral. Well, that bomb that killed a thousand people in the hospital was made in the USA. So uh, America is going to have to eat some crap here on behalf of the Israelis. And I don't know and what every is... single American in the Middle East, okay. every single American in the Middle East is in danger, um, okay. including so, in countries like Turkey. Um, apparently, so, uh, Jordan's foreign minister, this is a, something called the journal. I, I was looking for this. because I saw this rumor going around on telegram. And I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's true, but we're waiting for further confirmation. Jordan foreign minister has told Jordan, Jordanian state TV that the summit, for tomorrow with Joe Biden uh, has been canceled. So tomorrow, Joe Biden's plan was to go to Israel, meet with the Israelis, and supposedly get, like, briefed on their war plans, but it's really just, like, a photo op. It's it's really just he's there to show. The real president is Blinken, and he's been there all week. Um, well, Blinken's been traveling to every country he yes. in the Middle East, yeah. and the whole purpose of this is to prevent Iran and Hezbollah from entering the conflict. Yeah. And and Hezbollah, or is not not Hezbollah, the Iran the Iranian foreign minister has been doing the same. So yeah. they've been like he's been trying to the Iranians trying to build a coalition, and and Blinken is trying to break it apart, um, right. and uh, or at least see where everyone stands or whatever. But the Jordan, as usual, the most cucked countries, the paid the most bought off countries like Jordan and Egypt. So it was going to be like Jordan and Egypt. And the United Arab Emirates, I think, and Biden yeah. in jo- in Amman, Jordan, and the Jordanians are like, yeah, we're, we're not doing that. Like, you can't do it. And also, can Biden even safely land in the Jordanian airport? I don't think so. Can he safely land in Israel? <laughs> I don't know. Now, well, they do this theatrical thing where every time a Western diplomat or politician lands in tel in, in oh, Tel Aviv, they, they do an air raid. They do a yeah, they do yeah. a theatrical air raid uh, alert. 
they did it with the German delegation. They all. I mean, what, if there's rockets coming your way, what's hitting the what's hitting the ground going to do? You're just going to get blown away anyway. I don't. So it's just I don't theater. get that. Why do you lie? Like you're you're on the ta- you're on a tarmac. Yeah. Lying, like what different? You better standing up. You're less of a target. It's like a harder. Yeah. It's harder to hit. No. Yeah. Run for get, run inside. Get, like what are you? Get doing? behind some cover or something. Yeah. Like what not, you, yeah, get not stand out in the middle. Why are you of lying down on the middle of an airplane runway? It doesn't make any. It's just looks. It also it's just theater. It's, it's just also theater. these these like the the, <laughs> frankly like these <laughs> these fat middle aged fucking rich politicians like it just looks ridiculous. <laughs> Well, I think ultimately, though, the um, the 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 problem that's going to occur is that there's no hiding what Israel is. There's no hiding what what Jewish people have always been. I've always I've dedicated my entire life to defeating Jewish power in the West and, and ultimately globally. And the reason I've dedicated my entire life to this project to wrangling power back from the Jews is specifically because I know this is who they are. I know this is what they're made of. I know, I mean, I don't know if you saw the TMZ Jew, right? I mean, Jews from all over are, are being activated right now. And so there's this Jew, he does celebrity gossip, right? And he was having a nervous breakdown, freaking out because some unofficial chapter of BLM Posted a picture of a guy on a parachute. Mm. Is that the Jew from TMZ? Yes. Yeah, that guy's. Really it's actually cool. worth watching. Um, if you have it, yeah. Yeah, and anyway, he's got his little black uh, co-host, and the black guy was just like scared out of his mind of his Jewish yeah. uh, boss. I've seen th- those two before. Frankly, whenever something political they chime in on, it's kind of funny sometimes to see that react. But yeah, yeah l- it's l- always l- 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 show, yeah. anyway. But um, he yeah, loses his fucking mind. It, it he's he's, like he's, he's this close to going TND when he <laughs> he's this close to using the N word. Look at this. It looks like they're trying to reconstitute this this conference, except in Egypt, but for Saturday. But uh, we'll see what happens. Oh, okay. and and of course, Dave Rubin's like, wow, look at how we're red pilling the lips. They want oh, to exterminate red, Jews, red, red, and they. We're moving. We're moving the Overton window, and we're well, red pilling I mean, Jews on the BLM question, dude. That's uh, that's Ruben's. Uh... Also, what's up with all these nerdy Jews on like <laughs> testosterone replacement therapy? They're all like muscular now. <laughs> yeah, this guy also. They're is all like, rugged you know, and muscular. Th- you know, this Jew right here. I remember that what's Jewish funny. guy was a skinny, fat, like dude in Croc shoes. Well, you want to know who this like, Jew was? He was now the guy he's like Zelensky. Which, he was the guy who would like greet you as you left the people's court after the, after Judge Wapner's decision. <laughs> he was would be standing like okay, and the. Uh, the litigants are coming out now. See <coughs> how they react to the judge's decision. Yeah. That was his job before he did this. So right. Right, let's see this Jew freak out. Black Lives Matter what movement is, in Chicago. What is stunning to me is that uh, the black... TMZ. Have we ever played a clip from TMZ on this show ever? Have we ever played a clip? Yeah, that may be something with Kanye guy, years uh, ago. By the way, this guy uh, like basically is uh, stealing children so he can molest them with his gay lover. But, yeah. TMZ, <laughs> which TMZ is just like this big gossip rag. You, you've all seen it in things over As the- opposed to what you do, Dave Rubin? Years, it's become like a, a really huge cultural institution. Well, here is TMZ fully uh, doing something right and true and 
Wow. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Um, we have to talk about something that honestly has uh, enraged really both of us. And, ah. I, and I know just from looking online, thousands and thousands of other people. Uh, it is a reaction to the terrorist attack by Hamas uh, that started on Saturday, you know, which has funny. now put Israel at that they always do this. They should. That's not Israel is doing that to. If, if you can, uh, people are saying they can't hear the audio, so they can't hear the audio. Not as well. So turn of it up. This. Oh, oh, well, all right. Um, okay. Let me see. And turn up your own your own gain as well. Uh, okay, hold up. But on my uh, output, I'm the same as you. Well, maybe not. I don't know. I think I maybe I just need hey, to turn stop, it up a little bit. Not stop, stop mic cucking myself. All right. Well, let me turn you down a bit, and because I'm up, we're all both up as high as we can go. Let me see. I'm up all the way on this. Everything's all, all right. the way up, so I'll just have all to right. fix this in post. No. I can't do it right now. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, that started on Saturday, and which has now put Israel at war. This is what. The Black Lives Matter Chicago chapter, and I want to emphasize that that is the Chicago chapter, um, that posted this yesterday. And you saw it yesterday evening, called me, (laughs) because you couldn't believe what you were seeing. But it is uh, an image of a paraglider with the Palestinian flag flying off of his chute. And Uh, and it says underneath it, I stand with Palestine. Now, the caption, I think, also bears, because the caption to me is defiantly saying, I know... I know what you, your reaction is going to be to this. And the caption says, that is all. Yeah, this is BS. That is this, this is BS. So that paraglider, by the way, the paragliders are the ones who flew into Israel and they decapitated babies, shot and killed babies, raped women, killed women, took hostages, slaughtered families in their homes. These are disgusting, vile Terrorists. That's all they are. And that so picture, the, the reason we know about the paragliders is Hamas. They're the ones that released the video right. of the paragliders because they were so proud of the carnage. And Black Lives Matter in Chicago embraced the killing of Jews. They are Hitler. A- hold on. They are Hitler-esque. <laughs> they are a Hitler-esque <laughs> organization to do something like that. Period. They, these are the black Nazis, guys like, essentially, okay. trying to exterminate Jews, and they are embraced by Black Lives Matter in Chicago. It is disgusting. Yeah, the, 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 sta- the statement, I stand with Palestine, has nothing to do with those paragliders. Nothing. Nothing. The paragliders nothing. were terrorists, oh, and they wanted the world to know the terror that they were unleashing. And so why this is anti-Semitic. Is, they want to exterminate Jews and the Black Lives Matter what movement is, in Chicago. What is stunning to me is that oh. the Black Lives Matter organization <laughs> at, on the national <laughs> level has not denounced this. They have said nothing because it is damaging. It is incredibly damaging. How do you what, not? Whatever credibility and Black Lives Matter has had its know, issues over the last few years to me, um, as far as credibility and people feeling here. like there were. The allegations of, of embezzlement and all of that. So they've had their issues. This is a, a death knell to the Black Lives Matter movement if this is what they're going to well, espouse. The, the and organization. That, and that yeah. the organization, the national organization, isn't saying, I'm, I do not understand That's, why. What's his name over at TMZ? There you oh, go. Shut up, Dave Rubin. So 
there you go. Someone talking over a person of color or someone talking and yelling at this black guy and forcing him to disavow BLM. Well, you know, as the Jew tried to, uh, the, Jew, the black guy tried to dial it back where he's like, standing with Palestine has nothing to do with that. I thought he was going to get reprimanded from that, for that. But I guess, you know, there was a little optical maneuver right. going on there. But um, it looks as if, uh, yeah, so that, that summit, I don't know if Biden is still going to go to Israel tomorrow. That would be an interesting question. Because if, if, I, I assume he will. Because I don't think the United States president has, has a choice not to go to Israel. He doesn't uh, have a choice. Yeah, he has no choice. And, and the, the thing is, I, I am genuinely curious here because I don't know. You know, there have been atrocities before. Jews have committed atrocities before. And they have sometimes either just shut up about them or, like, said sorry later on or ignored it or sort of half-heartedly acknowledged it. but then lied about it. And then they have also lied and blamed the Palestinians. That's what they mostly do. The bombing of the convoy that was headed south from Gaza to, to Rafah uh, over the weekend, where you saw those Palestinians on the flatbed truck heading down, heading, that, that was bombed from the air. They blamed that on Hamas. And they said, this is Hamas trying to prevent people from leaving because they don't want you to leave your homes because they want to use you as human shields or whatever. But it was, uh, it was again, it was, it was an airplane attack. So, um, yes, this very, most common thing they do is blame Palestinians for what they do. Yes. That's not going to fly this time. And, yeah, I'm getting now multiple com- confirm- confirmations in my news feed that Jordan has canceled the summit. So Biden was supposed to go to Israel and then very quickly, not stay in Israel too long, very quickly go to Jordan for a summit with all the most um, butt goy regimes in the region, which is Egypt, Jordan, and, and I think the U.S. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the idea that um, Hamas was – or Palestinian Islamic Jihad was holed up in this uh, Anglican hospital – Firing rockets. I mean, it's just so stupid. Well, you know, no people, one's gonna people buy who were in, in the military. No one other than someone that watches Hannity and uses a mobility scooter is going to believe that shit. Yeah, only, yeah. And someone so, in their 70s. So, and the other thing is, like, the reason believe the thing is it's almost like they need to give, like, Karen Jean Pierre and, like, whoever that Pajit woman was something to say. No one's gonna believe it, but it's like you gotta say something. But at this point, given that major media outlets in America seem to be just like acknowledging the New York Times, as of now, is still has their headline up that um, Israel and Hamas are blaming one another for the strike. And it's like, yeah, but one of them is lying. (laughs) New York Times. isn't, Isn't it your job to investigate this? And in fact, the evidence is right in front of you. Why don't you call in? One of your contacts, one of your sources in the military, show them that video and be like, what kind of munition, in your judgment, is it in that video? Is this anything Hamas has in And anybody, anybody, dude, anybody who's like just been an infantry soldier in the U.S. Army knows. Anyone who's a telegram OSINT guy, oh, yeah. everyone ask knows. them. Everyone knows. Multiple military guys were telling me, yeah, no, that's a... <coughs> There's that's no way Hamas has something to even deliver a weapon like that. No. Like there's no there's no possible way. If Hamas had weapons like that, Ashkelon, Israel and, would be, and Tel Aviv would be dust. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because of the amount that they've been launching. No. Yes. Yeah. They're lucky they can take out like an apartment. 
or a car. If they hit a car, that's a bit, that's a lucky shot. I wonder what, David, know, I wonder what David French has to say here. I, I was reading that 15, um, 15 journalists, including ones working for Reuters, yes. um, have been killed just well, they killed, outright. They killed five of them in Lebanon the other day. Yes, they're just killing journalists left and As right. As they do is, every time. Which is, which is actually mm-hmm. quite rich when you see the comparison to how the United States treated even the Saudis over the death of that Washington Post right. journals, um, where they, they basically concern trolled them over it for years. Now you have a situation where 15 journalists, yeah. including several employed by the West, have been killed so here we in have, cold blood. Yeah, the New York Times is still trying to play this off. So 15 minutes ago, and, of and the media have, still can't cover it. They have an Arab woman in a hijab who is uh, – who is actually the one reporting this? Islamic Jihad, the group Israel blamed for the hospital blast, is an armed group often aligned with Hamas. But it's like, yeah, but that's not relevant because they didn't do it. They don't have JDAMs. <laughs> like, why are you? What, what's going on? And and, and nobody's going to believe it. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, dumb dumb Christian boomers who who need to like believe it for the sake of their own, you know, like yeah, very evangelicals and even that insanity. evangelicals under forty are not going to believe it. Well, you know, you saw the uh, the poll numbers where, but generationally, I mean, I saw these poll numbers um, that were posted where pe- people were making fun of boomers for it. I think Warren had them up. Let me go to the bottom of his feed. He's been yeah. posting a lot, so I don't know. But the poll numbers are something like. Was Israel's response justified? Is Israel's response justified? And you get um, for, uh, let me see, for 65 years and up, 81% say Israel's military response to Hamas is justified. 50 to 64 years is 56%. 35 to 49-year-olds say, 44% say it was justified, and 18 to 34-year-olds, only 27% say Why? Israel is justified. So that, someone pointed this out. This is a divide. That is not over half. <clears throat> this is a divide of cable news watchers versus uh-huh. internet news consumers. Uh-huh. Um, and so people that yeah. grew up getting their information from the internet are far less likely to be pro-Israel. Now, I've seen some paleoconservatives try to make this about uh, demographic change and immigration. You know, the old, uh, hey, Jews, stop bringing invaders into the oh, West because yeah. they hate you. It, that kind of argument. This happens every time. It well, happens here's, every time. Here's my right. counter argument to that. While there might be something to it, remember uh, the anti-war movement in the 60s, Vietnam, uh, anti-war Vietnam movement. Um, had many non-immigrants as sympathizing with the Viet Cong. So it's not entirely the whole story here. Uh, the support, right. the, the American and Western support for Israel is something that actually is unpopular on both sides, the left and the right. Because yeah. if you're on the left, you're against Israel because you were taught since 1945 that all ethno-nationalism is wrong. And to go and say now, well, except in the case of Jews, it's going to be a tough sell. Yeah, they can't. Okay? They, can't. they have to use more of the stick than the carrot. Like you see it with the Harvard uh, students that signed the anti-Israel yeah. letter, uh, they're starting to retract it now because um, some CEOs, some Jewish CEOs are saying they're going to blacklist them There was a, from uh, jobs. There was a actual Which shows you – wait, let me finish a, a point here. That shows you something about 
that, that sort of upends the entire conservative critique of the left, which is that they're fools, that they don't know what they're doing, that they're sincere and, and overcome by emotion. And that's why they are for uh, people of color, of blacks and, and, and for Mexican immigration and so on. Well, soon as a little bit of, 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 of pressure is placed on them by authorities, look at how they run away from this position. So clearly there is not always a sincere moral motive here. That's not a sincere motive. If all these students that sign this letter are not coming out saying, oh, my God, I didn't know what I was signing. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, well, so it goes yeah, to that, show that's you just the dishonesty. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But it shows you how a little bit of pressure could get these people to change their opinions on other things. Well, I don't think it got them to change their opinions. It got them to shut the fuck up. Right. But that's my yeah. point. Yeah. When it Which comes to BLM. That's what the Jews need them to do. Right. Shut the fuck up. That's why you get like the, the Jews playing um, the good cop that say, oh, they don't mean it. They didn't know what they were signing. And then he goes to them and he's like, OK, guys, I got a cover story. Now, retract your names from this letter. Yeah. That's what's going on. Yeah, there's definitely in that case, because we even were reading um, a, uh, a thing of reaction to this. And there was a Harvard, a grad student, a Jewish grad student in Middle East studies who was sort of like – white knighting for the students saying a lot of them he was doing the bit like a lot of them are naive and they don't know what they've signed i would like to talk to some of them and 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 see what's what they're thinking you know what i mean so that jew is going to swoop in to those students lives and be like here listen i can help you here you know we can we can fix this just do what i say you know and so that's that's how they work it so they have like the you know that these work all situations like this um there's another jew who's actually a law professor at the University of Berkeley, California at Berkeley, and he wrote an editorial. And this, If you're a law professor at the University of California at Berkeley, you're not exactly some raging right-winger, right? That's not going to be the persona. That's not going to be the character you play. Um, his, his, his Wall Street Journal editorial, Don't Hire My Anti-Semitic Law Students. <laughs> this is from Stephen Davidoff Solomon. I wonder if he's Jewish. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of still reeling from this. What happened? It's like, you know, one, it's just this awful crime. But two, it's like, what, what, what are they going to do? Like, what's going to what's going to happen? Are they going to blow it off? I mean, the New York Times is still trying to deny it. Um, I, I, you know, I saw something on Telegram saying that the Wall Street Journal had effectively admitted it, but it doesn't seem like they have. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you, is, can the U.S. media actually confess to the U.S. public that Israel did this? I don't know how they're going to get around this. It's quite I a am like, I am actually – You know, there might actually be some – you know, if you want to take – now, my, my personal, my preferred theory – D-chess here? You think there's D-chess? Yeah. Well, my preferred theory is just that some Ben Gavir-type Jew yeah. just couldn't help himself but to press the button. Yeah, just just low IQ, low low uh, low social intelligence, no morality. <laughs> inbred, just a, yeah, inbred. <laughs> if you look at these you know, people, Jesus. Uh, just a just a caveman. Yeah, press that button. Didn't yeah. care what happened next. Doesn't care that this could literally spell the end of, of Israel. Doesn't yep. give a shit. He just wanted to do it. 
This yeah. is a problem that actually that really is a problem for all the right wing. And it's a kind of a, a relief that Jews have this problem, too, yeah. is that you have these impulsive people that are just overcome by rage and emotion doing stupid shit. Uh, yeah. You know, this is not something the Israelis have been known for in the past. They're usually more methodical. Well, they've been um, they've done massacres and slaughters before, but they right. you know this they've used proxies. Bit, yeah, well, they've used proxies. They they always have plausible deniability. They don't do it here. Or, now or they would they or they, they they see there's certain there's well I would say to some extent I don't totally agree with that because it's like the way they behave is absolutely horrific and would never be accepted if it were anybody else. But they. There is a history of their sponsors accepting it from them, like yeah. the the thing of like um, you're gonna all have to leave the city, or we're going to bomb it, and, and that Man. just just issuing that threat isn't perceived as something like way beyond the pale. <laughs> yeah. you know Not only I mean? that, and America then, and then saying, and well, they did, bo- they did warn them. It's like okay, so America and Europe then go to Egypt and Jordan demanding that they take the uh, the Palestinians right, from right, the and 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 so the, the issue of like. Uh, as long as Israel gives like a little bit of warning before they bomb, like, oh yeah, the most moral army. Yes, and, and this, that's this, what is, this that's is how what they, they actually try to. This put is one of their arguments for that when they say they say no other army does this. No other army like warns the civilians in the apartment building by do what they call a door knock, where they drop a, a, a dud on the roof before they and and the people in the building are supposed to hear that get out in like five minutes, and then the building comes down with a real bomb. But that's just more, that's just terror. That's just psychological terror. That's not moral anything. And also, oh, other armies. What don't happens even to do the that. elderly? So you give them a forty-five minute warning. What happens to the elderly? They don't give them forty-five. People, minutes. people, people that are sleeping. Um, you know, it's just they also the, they the, also also, they also they're say, not doing that here. No, they 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 have been doing that this time. They also <laughs> would give them text messages if they because again they have intelligence on all this shit, so they send texts to people. Better get out. So that's not that's that's actually horrifying, but they use that as their excuse. So they've always gone above and beyond and further than any other state in terms of the 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 the, the horror and the massacres and the psychological terror and the civilian targeting. And I mean, look, there was no the onslaught in Gaza before this hospital bombing was already like more crime upon war crime upon war crime. Yeah. There was no military objective to any of it. It was pure slaughter. They probably killed. 3,000 people or so, if not more. Right. I mean, there's people still buried under rubble. They oh, yeah. haven't found them all. By it's going to be tens of thousands. It's going to be tens thousands. of thousands. It's going to be tens of thousands. Yeah. And uh, so... And it's almost all civilians. Yeah. There's no... Let's make it not, very clear. Hamas has still know, been firing rockets. They know that they're not doing anything to Hamas. Yes, they, they're, okay. they're fine with They it. know that they're only killing civilians. Yeah. They know that those residents, that a hospital, that a Christian hospital does not have Hamas rockets. Right. They know all this. They're killing the civilians in the, like I said before, it's called the, uh, the, um, shit, what's it called? The Dahia Doctrine, named after the neighborhood in Beirut that they leveled in a rage in the 2006 war with Lebanon uh, after basically, I mean, they were defeated in that war. Yeah. Um, they lost that war. That was the yeah. first real blow against the uh, the Zionists to show that they're not an invincible army. I was really um, surprised by that at the time. I well, was surprised. I, by I that. think this Hamas thing is more surprising. No, yeah. I know, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I because I, I had been an activist since the late '90s, 
And when that war rolled around, I was like, oh, man, they're going to kill these fucking people. And then you know, I always get so worried when Israel's about to go because I know they just slaughter people like pretty indiscriminately. So, yeah, innocent people. So, so the thing about this is like this is even a new red line for Israel, though. Like this, this bombing of this hospital, like they, like they've already, they already, as a matter of protocol, like cross red lines all the time. It's just that these are old red lines. These are red lines that we're used to, and we have the established excuses for the established narratives, the established thing. And when when we go back to like the eighties, the Sabra Shatila massacre, that was done through a proxy, but um, those proxies that that discredited, frankly, the Christian factions in Lebanon for quite a while. That they. <clears throat> participate in that and then they became hated and, and actually weaker after that but um, right because that was basically carried out by lebanese falange who were basically acting as mercenaries for the idf at that point and they were doing back then they were doing that shit of like hey if we side with jews against muslims we'll get what we want yeah look how that turned out for them didn't work for them there you go look how that turned out no it didn't it never works and yeah, the the we've already like multiple times debunked the argument of like the Jews will oh, finally let us support these brown people. They won't. Millennial woes. I mean, you, a, you, this is the problem. All of these stupid arguments and ideas. All you have to do is sit and think about them for five seconds. Yeah. To to realize how stupid they are. Well, Where the fuck are you going to deport? Palestinians, right? Do. So, what to Gaza? I want to respond to this thing. So, Millennial Woes had a tweet. He says it's important not to get carried away by supporting the Palestinian side. Below is a guy living in Britain, working as an immigration lawyer to get more of his people here and talking about enslaving us. And he has some guy, Fahad Ansari, and says, considering your ancestors decided by force what was best for the rest of the world and how these countries should be governed, we, we potentially decline your office. Uh, your offer once we have enslaved you, blah, 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 blah. So it's some Muslim guy in Britain, like, flexing. And what I would say to millennial woes and to the people that were responding with, like, no, I won't take sides is, like, there's a dip. You know the difference between me and the Jews? I actually want that guy to go back to Palestine. Well, also, it's <laughs> also, whatever is it's also yeah. quite selective because yeah. – <laughs> The number of Palestinian lawyers in Europe that make cases on behalf of Muslim immigrants is completely outnumbered by virtually every single other group that does the same. He probably works for a Jewish firm. <laughs> he probably works for a Jewish firm. There's also, uh, you know, this is the problem with, with creating these equivalencies is that, you know, for example, you well, can make the argument that native, there's native British that work in that type of uh, field, bringing immigrants in yep. on the medium and low level, native white Brits that do that. Well, there's that also a fundamental... You could turn mistake. around and say, oh, see, we're doing this to ourselves. That's where right. it kind and, of... And Jews it's do, a false Jews, equivalent. Jews love what presenting you with that, too. Yeah, well, that's, oh, that's yeah. the point. Is that it's also it's about you're looking at one guy and one guy's view or opinion. You're not looking structurally at how this happens. So what does that have one to do with guy, Palestinians fighting right, for their land, right, fighting right, right, to right. take their land back? Because in, there's in one Palestine. obnoxious Muslim, and there's probably a lot. There's probably many, many obnoxious Muslims in Britain. There's some criminal ones. There's violent ones. Yeah. There's rapist oh, yeah. ones. Oh, yeah. um, that's not really the point. This, this, it is structurally, how are they getting there? Why are they staying? And if you think that you have a hack 
for that structure, I don't think that that you do. Right. And if if people would if if people who have said these things would be willing to discuss the matter, I would be happy to discuss it with them. Maybe yeah. they're just making a mistake or don't get the full context of it. And yeah, if you see that guy, it makes you angry. But then you're just but arguing yeah. with him is that's not the issue. Like the the issue is that there is a Jewish superstructure right. that brings these people to Europe. And as far as the argument, they would come anyway. So if they would come anyway, then why do anything? So well, that's, that's literally like when Sargon years ago was saying, well, if the, if the migrants, if those Pakistani gangs in Rotherham weren't raping girls, somebody else would. But it's like, so then what? So then you don't act against, so we leave the Jewish structure intact that's bringing the migrants in because if we get rid of the Jewish structure that's bringing them in, they'll come in. They'll come in anyway. Surely another, some of them will want to. Another, another, another um, thing I've noticed and I've pointed out is that the ostensible Muslims with positions of authority in Britain, such as the mayor of London or Hamza Yusuf yeah. in the in Scotland, um, they're taking Israel's side. Yeah. <laughs> they're not taking the Palestinian yeah. and, side. And isn't that guy Hamza in Scotland Hamza actually Hamza Yusuf? Family? Hamza Yusuf has relatives that are being killed in Gaza as we speak. Yeah. His in-laws are, are making videos begging for someone to help them. Because, you know, think about this. You have a son-in-law who's the minister, uh, who's the who's basic head of state, <laughs> of state in of, Europe. Of, of, of You'd think European that would country. grant you some pull, right? And, and, ah. and, and, and all their pleas for help, we're running out of water, we're running out of food, they're bombing us are yeah. going on deaf ears as he himself goes to the Jewish community and hugs them and weeps. Wow, what an actual piece of shit that guy is. Holy crap. So, I mean, obviously, wow. Muslims, Muslims in positions of authority, if you want to make that argument, the ones in positions of authority in Europe, they're not on the side of the Palestinians. Right. So, well, because the European, Richie Sunak is brown. He's out there talking all this shit. And Suella Braverman, both. The Prime Minister and the Home Secretary are both brown. They're both Indians. And they're just absolutely... Well, I guess they're Indians. Rishi Sunak, if you go to Israel after this bombing, you, my friend, have poop on your hands. I mean, blood on your hands. Well, he's already got that. But, I mean... Well, the thing is, I guess we shouldn't (laughs) be surprised by Indians, you know, tonguing Israeli butt. They've been doing it forever. But (laughs) I've actually got a... There's a transcript here. Hey, they worship cattle. Yeah, well, there, there's a... There's so they're a, one tier below Goyim. There's a, there's a transcript here of Richie Sunak's speech before before the uh, ministers. It says, uh, I love you, Israel woman. Please, <laughs> Please let me I love you, Israel, Israel woman. and marry you. No. <laughs> well, you know, my, my, my point here is all these distinctions... First world versus third world. This is all nonsense. It's all nonsense. Uh, the the idea that Arab Muslims are are behind the European immigration problem or the American immigration the the, the NG, who's funding the NGOs that bring these people into Europe? Who is funding? It? Tell me who is. Is it some Palestinian or Lebanese billionaire doing it, or is it the U.S. government? Oh, we got video, video of Richie Sunak. Speaking to Parliament here, real quick. I love you, woman. I love you so much. I want to marry Israel woman in life. 
Thank you so much. Please marry me, dear, bold and beautiful Israel woman. Thank you very much. Okay, so yeah, that's because uh, the thing is, it, it's it's a it's a real. It's not even a chicken or the egg scenario because who invited the first wave of migrants into Europe? Like, let's go to the beginning of this. Yeah, who invited the first ones that started coming into Britain in the 1960s? And also, is the violence in the UK? entirely the product of Arab Muslims or South Asians even? Because when I look at crime statistics from London, black Christians are completely overrepresented by far, far more than Muslims and Arabs in terms of violent murders, rapes. And I don't really ever hear anyone other than, of course, people that we have, uh, we know, nationalists. But I don't hear anyone like Tommy Robinson really talking about this. Like, who's behind all the knife crime? Why is London as dangerous as an American city? Is that really Pakistanis behind that? Because the statistics show that it's mostly black British, black Caribbean. Yeah, it's black. It's, People mostly, it's are, mostly black. So it's just or like... African migrants or whatever. But yeah. Like, how about, you You know, what about them? Why are they in England? Why are they in Britain? Why don't you say something about them? Oh, right, you can't. It's illegal. So... <laughs> This is just again pure opportunism. Yeah, and we're, we're all we're about, all against immigration. You know who's against immigration? Well, me I'm not against immigration. The West, is just a lie. You know who's, like, it's just a you lie. Know, it's just a lie. And you know who's tell someone that you just lie. You know who's against it. You know who's against immigration to the West more than anyone? Jews. It's Hezbollah, Hamas, uh, and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Syrian government. Who you know? Hamas is the one saying, "Stand your ground. Stay in Gaza." Yeah. The people that are trying to move them to Europe yeah. are the U.S. government and the Israeli it government. It really doesn't make any sense to say because a, 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 there's a a, Muslim, a Palestinian or a Muslim or, or an Arab Muslim. He might not even be Palestinian. Yeah, he might I mean. just He's be Pakistani. Or just Arab or what a Syrian or I don't know, Egyptian. Who knows? But like if there's an Arab Muslim or, or a non-Arab Muslim in England or in Europe being obnoxious that that means you don't root for the Palestinian. It doesn't, I don't understand that. Like why? I would also, I'm seriously wondering, I would like, now we know that this is basically people are either afraid or they're shilling. So that's the real explanation. But I am curious why that means, because the Palestinian side in the war against Israel is not, wanting to come to america now there are jews out there that say that uh like there was that video of that um there's what there's this type of jew that actively recruits like goyim worshipers like they call like the the it's really it's really <laughs> very unbelievable they actually recruit people like noahide people they call them the the non-jewish people the noahides that actually like kind of like worship these jews it's a very strange thing <laughs> and, and anyway they're doing a there's some, people will tell you all about like Noahide laws, but there are actually like Gentiles that like follow them <laughs> and effectively, like voluntarily are just Jewish slaves because they think it's the, the Bible told them that, which is just like yeah, get the fuck out of here with that shit. But uh, there was a radio program with some rabbi who was basically saying that Gentiles shouldn't just worship Jesus; they should worship like all Jews because we're the ones defending you from like Arabs. It's like yeah, see, I don't, I just you're just lying. Well, um, well here, uh, so I'm actually writing an article um, listing all of the benefits of the uh, extinction of the state of Israel. And the first one right off the bat is no more Middle Eastern wars. Mm-hmm. The sole reason the United States is, has, has been fighting wars in the Middle East since the foundation of mm-hmm. Israel 
is for Israel. Yeah. Uh, all of the money, and remember my there article. There is no other reason. Where I, sum, where, where I total all of the foreign aid to, mm-hmm. to Arab countries, all of that is to keep countries like Egypt and Jordan. Remember, you just said it. They're cucking the most right now. Why are they cucking the most on this because question? Because they get billions Why? of dollars. Because they get untold billions from the U.S. taxpayer as a bribe to be pro-Israel, like to, to actually turn and, 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 and turn the, the state apparatus against their own people in defense of the state of Israel. That is because they're taking money from the United States to do that. So there you go. All of the foreign aid would, have, would, would stay here. And I'm talking 50 to 60 billion a year specifically for countries in the Middle East to, to, to not fight Israel. Then you have all the wars from Iraq, Syria, Libya, the Libyan intervention, all those problems gone. No more Middle Eastern wars. And third, a massive decline in immigration to Europe. Because if you look at where most of the people moving from the Middle East to Europe are coming from, it's from countries that have been destroyed by said wars. And I think we have at least circumstantial evidence that part of the reason why um, there was this big uh, outflow of Syrians during the Syrian war to Europe is because Jews were promising them life in Europe, promising these young military age men life in Europe in order to basically deplete the pool of men the Syrian government could uh, could recruit. And this is In fact, this is what Hez- Hezbollah Hezbollah was saying. This they were saying, stop immigrating to Europe. This is a Zionist scheme, yeah. so that you don't have to fight for your country. And not uh, only that, but like one, I laid all this out in my NJP article a few years ago. This has been on the table since the '60s when they when they first started hatching plots like that. And additionally, in 2017. I think it was like the European Court of Human Rights. I can't remember the, the year. I think it was 2017, but it's something like that. Issued a ruling that if you are a Syrian military-aged man subject to um, the draft, subject to being uh, mobilized, if you go back to Syria, you can never be deported. You have permanent protection from deportation Why? from the mm-hmm. EU zone. If you are subject to the Syrian military draft upon getting back to Syria. So that basically gives so away. Can you see what the, the strategy? So here's my question. I want everybody that's saying, let's use Jews to get rid of Muslims now that we have an opportunity. Go back, find that decision. It's, it's linked to on the NJP site. On the, on the article I wrote two years ago, you can find it very easily. Just search Israel on our, on our website, on the NJP site. You'll find the article. It'll come right up. In that article, it is linked to that decision by the European Court of Human Rights. Go and get Jews to reverse that decision. That should be number one. Number one goal, squad goals. Give them, ask Jews for the permission to deport military-aged Syrian <clears throat> men back to Syria. No. And, and, and frankly, the fact that the absurdity of it, as I as I spell it out, should be enough to completely discredit this viewpoint from anybody, right? Because it, it should be enough. To, first of all, it's very pathetic for you to simply be a good goyim cattle and accept that Jewish framework and and try and work within it and get maybe a little scrap from well, the table. Well, I've been. <laughs> That's already pathetic. 
But listen, I've been have... around the I've been around the block, and I remember these arguments from fifteen you fucking years ago. I remember them from the, twenty two years ago when the when the counter jihad movement was making this exact argument. Let's team up with Jews against Muslims, then maybe we can do something about immigration. Well, here we are, fifteen minutes later. Europe is way less white, and the Jews are way more you powerful. You remember nine eleven? Way less powerful. You remember nine eleven? I remember nine eleven. I remember now. I was older than you. I, I'm obviously still older than you. I was a grown adult at the time. I think you were still in school. But um, I remember the white conservative right, which was more numerous back then, or seemingly more percent, a larger percent of the country, was howling to kick all Muslims out of the country. And unfortunately, they were also howling in support, at least initially for the first couple of years, of all the Zionist wars that came as a result of 9-11. But they never stopped wanting to get the Muslims kicked out. Yet, immigration has only increased, despite the support of the white right in America for Afghanistan and yep. for Iraq. <clears throat> we got nothing. And now that support has gone away. Partly because they probably didn't see any benefit from it, even if they don't fully understand that it's not just like isolationism. Well, they, like, thought, they thought the Middle East was settled, um, basically. Right. But they also just stopped being – even once they realized that you know, they got blackpilled, they're like, oh, we're, not, we're never going to settle. Oh, this is just pointless. We're never going to settle this place. It's just a mess. Why are we spending money? Why are we wasting lives here? Right. That, that became the standard opinion after the, the Iraq war went south. And look. Again, I don't even really blame people for being dumb back then. It was a different time. But, you know, they thought that this this is the point. America was actually hit by a massive Muslim terror attack. And what happened? We have more Muslims now than we had before. Muslim immigration has increased. And don't and don't forget so, all the all the jihadis that Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump are going to deport that are coming over the border as we speak. All the oh, yes. Hamas Hamas well, they're, now starting to, they're now starting to um, release that they've they have actually interdicted four people from suspicious countries of origin, which includes <laughs> you know, the countries you'd expect. But it doesn't say anything. I was I was seeing this on the news today. It doesn't say anything about whether they actually deported them or not, though. Right. It just says that they they were there. Like I mean, maybe four, they do, but that's like I think zero, they do. zero, I think one percent yeah, yes. of the immigrants. A few don't. of them trickle in with the overall flow. Like America, right? America but, objectively does but, not have but a Muslim immigration problem. But I didn't even see them getting deported, though. They just said that they were stopped and, and subjected to extra questioning. I, I think, I think they uh, – see, I disagree with you. I think they will deport them, but then so what? Yeah. There's not a lot of them. For Iranians. Yeah, they'll deport Iranians back to Iran. I don't doubt that, but yeah. like so what? Yeah, you have 1.6 million beaners. Right. <laughs> yeah, and notice how this is Such also going takes. it's going it's going to take it's going to suck the oxygen all these all these conservative imbeciles. They're like, "Oh, let's let's jump on board this Jewish bandwagon and make this all about Islam." Well, that's distracting from the actual problem of immigration, which is not that they're Muslim because they're not. No. Not in America. The problem in America is that they're <laughs> <laughs> they're not compatible with a Western society, and they're just a yeah. burden on our cult country. Um, right. And, right. and so this is not nothing to do. This is a demographic problem that is independent of religion, of Islam. It's not Middle Easterners coming. Okay, And so this is really now like going to, to have, cause – just, just one thing I would say. I would like for once one of these dissident right-wingers who takes up this position – and, and attacks us and calls us third worldists or whatever they call us. 
I would like them to actually, and I know this is, I know this isn't going to happen. Okay, this is a rhetorical. I'm doing rhetorics here. Actually, explain what our position is and explain why it's wrong. And you can be as right. mean and nasty and snarky and Steel sarcastic man. as you want. Steel man the position. That's Steel the word they like. Steel man my position. Well, no, actually, because that's what the NRX people like, and they're just not even going to engage in the debate. I'm talking about, like, the brain dead, like, dissident, right? Oh, now. okay. You well, they, they they overlap quite a bit now. Yeah, I guess they do. Yeah, but instead of saying, I'm a third world this and I love brown people and I'm willing to give up the white race because these brownoids are killing Jews and all I want to do is kill Jews. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I say, though. So you're lying about what I'm saying. You're, wow. you're attributing false motivations to me, and you're mis- misinterpreting, or you're, you're deliberately uh, misinterpreting what I'm saying to your You're lying to your audience about what yeah. I say. Why don't you actually refute the actual argument? And, and give so, and explain why I'm wrong and, and what is what, what would be a bet, why what you would do will actually work. And would actually be beneficial. I mean, it's you know, well, it's very tiring. also. I, I that, actually understand well, your complete and total frustration with these fucking. Well, it's, I'm not frustrated with them. I just think their argument is retarded. Like, what? Who, who's who's the first worlder? Uh, Lloyd Lloyd Austin. Like that's the that's the leader. That's the general of the first world. Richie Sunak. Rishi Sunak is the first world. Suella Braverman. Suella Braverman. That, what these about, are the uh, what is these Sadiq, are the representatives, right? Sadiq these Khan. are these are the representatives first of, world the first, problems. <laughs> of the first of the first world now. Like Charles Charlie Brown, yeah, Charles Charlie Brown, Brown. who's going to be leading the who's, who gave all these weapons, uh, gave the green light to give these weapons used to kill Palestinian women and children. Like who's the first world here? I mean, did you see the nigger at the at the UN? Uh, Linda Greenfield, that person gives oh the worst, yeah. most violent anti-white speeches that you can imagine. Yeah. This is the formal leader of the United States. This is the face of the United States She's in the our, world yeah. Yeah. ranting, was calling – two years ago, was calling on the UN to launch a full-scale worldwide war against what she calls white supremacy, a.k.a. all white people. Mm-hmm. Now she's killing UN resolutions for peace on behalf of Israel. So is that the leader of the first world? Okay. Like, explain to me how the cities of, of America, like San Francisco, Los Angeles, and New York, are first world, and then Shanghai and St. Petersburg are third world. It's the stupidest thing ever. Like, again, all of these arguments require five seconds of sitting there, turn the memes off, turn the social media off, sit there with your thoughts, reflect on what this is be- what's being said, and, and you'll realize just how stupid it is. Yeah. Okay. It's just stupid yeah. that argument. It's not. It's not even. It's funny to kind of troll them back a little bit, but ultimately, it's not a serious. Ar- it's not worth taking seriously. It's just right. a, a moronic. I, yeah. It's a moronic meme. Yeah. It's a meme, and all and you and then no thoughtful person would ever fall for it. America no, is not that first. Is not is is first world compared to who? Right. But on that note, we're going to take a well not break because it's just going to show is going to continue but if you're listening to the free hour this is the end of the free segment uh please uh subscribe at the right stuff.biz slash paywall if you like the content uh support us help us out you're not going to hear these kind of opinions and perspectives anywhere else literally we are it and we need your support to keep going and so i'm going to stop now and we'll do the next like the not the next uh hour two which will really be three hours long as soon as we come back <laughs> 